We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings Week 1 Rankings Adjustment Plus all of the current injuries that we're tracking that are going to impact your team in week one. If you just want a list of the fully updated rankings, hit the description, hit the comment section. The links to the list are down there. You want a breakdown of each position? You are in luck. Jake Seely and I did that entire show two days ago on Mayo Media Network. So just a few tweaks from what we had talked about on that show with new information that I have right now. But I highly recommend that you go back and watch that if you want a more in-depth breakdown of each position. So sub to Mayo Media Network, obviously. Smash the like, obviously. And if you want to get into a draw for $500 cash, at least $500 cash, because for every 100 new reviews we get on Apple, or Spotify, I'll throw in another $500 to you, the good people out there. So all you need to do is subscribe, download, rate, and review five stars to the Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and boom, you're in that draw, all right? Winners announced on the week two DraftKings pick show. And if you do enjoy DraftKings, the Listener's League, down in the description, $75,000 of guaranteed Rake-free money. It's over half full already. It'll be very full by the time Friday comes along when we do the DraftKings show. So get on that right now. I want to power through 
all of these guys. Again, you can hit the rankings down in the description to figure everything out. All right, Kadarius Tony is number one. It looks like he's going to be a go for Thursday night football, so I've inserted him into the wide receiver rankings at number 44. That's one spot behind Marquez Valdez-Scantling. As we saw a year ago, Mahomes can throw for all the touchdowns, all the yards he wants to. You're never going to really be able to predict which of the Kansas City receivers, outside of Travis Kelsey, of course, are actually going to score fantasy points. Tony might be limited in his snaps, but here's the thing. He's always kind of limited in his snaps, even when he's fully healthy. They do design plays for him. So even if he's on, quote unquote, a pitch count, it's not going to really matter because it's not all that different from what he normally does. So they will have designed plays for him. He will be involved in this offense. So 44 seems like a worthy gamble if you want to build some momentum on the opening night game. And I'll have a full Thursday night football breakdown with Justin Freeman coming Probably Wednesday evening, maybe Thursday morning, so we can get as close to it as possible. And then, you know, we can walk through the simulations on runthesims.com. Oh, yeah. If you want to build lineups on runthesims.com and use the tools for free right now, you can do that until the conclusion of Thursday Night Football. So if you ever want to have a chance to have a simulator, make your own projections that are super easy to do, runthesims.com, put in your email, create a free account, and you'll have access to those showdown tools, the Thursday Night Football tools up there right now. Isaiah Pacheco and his shoulder injury. Looks like he's going to be good to go as well. So the Chiefs getting healthy offensively and we'll have all their guys at the right time for week one when everything is coming along. The big one, Cooper Cup. Obviously, Jake and I spoke about this in depth a little bit more. I've taken him out of the rankings. He's, I think, still in Minnesota getting a third opinion on his hamstring at this point. Sean McVay came out and said that he's going to keep him out until he is fully healthy. That leads me to believe he is not playing in week one. He's probably going to miss a few weeks. So if you haven't drafted yet, you probably don't want to spend that much draft capital at the very top on Cooper Cup. You get him in the third round, you're still playing with fire because he could be put on IR and out four weeks. He could miss eight weeks because soft tissue injuries have the unfortunate reoccurrence issue that we see. So if they do keep him out until he is fully healthy, then it's not at a risk of re-injuring and re-pulling a grade one hamstring problem, then, you know, Cup's going to be fine. He's going to be like one of the five best receivers in the NFL. Can you wait that out is the question. How much draft capital do you want to spend on that? But there is still a chance he plays in week one. He's not officially out by any means. It's just really leaning that way. So I took him out of the rankings. Jake and I debated it. I had him at number 16 anyway from two to 16, to out of the ranking. That's how injuries work. And listen, if he's going to be playing, I'll probably put him back in at 16. But here's how the rest of the Rams shake out now in the wide receiver rankings. I bumped up Van Jefferson to number 45. Uh, that's one spot behind Kadarius Toney. Uh, Puka, my guy, number 66. One of my favorite late-round draft targets. Maybe he could be really good. And then Tutu Atwell at 77. I just don't have high hopes, really, for the Rams' offense. Song. Cooper Cup, a lot like what we saw last year, although it probably will be better with Matthew Stafford at the helm rather than Baker Mayfield or whoever the hell was playing. Who was playing? Was it Walford? No, it wasn't Walford. Was it Walford? Yeah, it wasn't a good scene. The Rams quarterback room last year once Matthew Stafford went out. Higby is probably the biggest winner. He and Akers tried to establish as much Akers early on, and hopefully you don't have to pass as much. And if you do, maybe a lot of checkdowns to Higby against the Seahawks in week one. And one of the bigger problems, too, is that Rams game is later. So you're going to have limited options if you do want to hold out hope for Cooper Cup. He's truly questionable, although hopefully we'll know before that, and he is officially ruled out for week one. Jerry Judy, also not looking good 
for week one or even week two at this point, to be perfectly honest with you. All these hamstring bros, uh, they're not holding up all that well. So like Cup, he's probably going to miss week one and maybe even more games until he is fully healthy. So I don't know what we're going to see. I moved up Cortland Sutton to number 34 in the rankings, playing that abysmal Raiders defense. Marvin Mims enters the rankings at number 55, a good low-end flyer. If you can catch some early props on him for over-receptions, that could be a good look. Russell Wilson maybe has some decent connection. Mims looked good in the preseason. Then you have Brendan Johnson, who might be filling in as the wide receiver three. We might end up seeing more two running back sets with two wide receivers and a tight end. Maybe two, I mean, this would be the glory for all Greg Dulcich owners out there, that, you know, it's not Adam Trauman who's going to come and take all of his snaps maybe they'll both play on the field at the same time because I mean I I really couldn't tell you all that much about Brendan Johnson at this point and how many snaps that he's going to end up playing should Judy sit again not officially out as of now but likely to be out so out of the rankings Sutton Mims those are the two that you want I'd play Troutman over Dulcich and then you have your pick between Javante and P Ryan maybe they're both viable options as low end twos flexes this week in full point PPR just due to the dearth of talent on the field that means that the target share has to go somewhere that's the great thing about runthesims.com by the way is that you can go in and manually adjust the target shares of each of the players then run your own projections it's super easy it's like an excel table and just bum 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 Bump that up, bump that down, run the Sims. Oh, it simulated the game 10,000 times for me. What does the computer say is the most likely thing to happen? If you do like it beyond the free trial, use code MAYO, get yourself 10% off, okay? Romeo Dubs, another hamstring problem, although he suffered his hamstring issue a little bit earlier on, so he's further along than Cup and Judy at the moment. He has a chance to play in week one. But like all of these hamstring problems, you know, if they tweak up or if they don't want to risk re-injury at the moment, uh, then he opens himself up for re-aggravation and missing extended time, which is probably not what the Packers want to do. Although this week one game against the Bears could prove to be pretty essential to them, whether it be in the division or the playoff race later on, if they truly think that they're going to contend. So I have him the lowest ranked of the three Green Bay wide receivers, just due to the fact that he might not be 100%. Obviously, Christian Watson, he's inside the top 25 at receiver this week. Then you have Reed, and it's like, all right, let's let's see what you can do. I don't want to put too much faith in a rookie week one. Same as Musgrave. Like, how much stock are we going to put in? How these guys are going to perform in their NFL debut? It could be amazing. And everyone seems to be, like, kind of in on Jordan Love at the moment, although everyone was kind of out on Jordan Love. 12 months ago at this time, hell, even 10 months ago, it's like, oh my God, this guy absolutely reeks, but now he's great. So I don't really know what we're going to see from the Green Bay offense. Honestly, if you're, you play Aaron Jones, you might play Aaron, you might play AJ Dillon. You're going to play Aaron Jones more than likely, unless you have a super team. And then you play Christian Watson. That's probably all I'm looking at, unless you're in like a 16 team league or a super flex league or something like that. I'm just talking about your standard 12 to 14 team, half point, full point PPR leagues with, you know, three receivers, two running backs and a flex spot. Maybe A.J. Dillon sneaks in if you went zero RB as your running back two or flex, whatever it might be. Really, Watson and Jones are the two auto starts on the Packers at the moment. Uh, and that's really it. And we can play a wait and see game with the rest of the Green Bay skill position players to see if they are actually going to be useful to us uh, in the season. I mean, with no buys and few injuries to speak of at the moment. Week one isn't really the spot where you want to take a bunch of chances because you should have fully healthy guys that you drafted to be good on your team anyway, all right? DJ Chark, baby Chark, do-do-do-do. 
limited in practice. He's iffy for week one for Carolina. Uh, Chenault is iffy for Carolina. Terrace Marshall is iffy for Carolina. So we're going to get a lot of Thielen. We're going to get a lot of Mingo. Don't really care much for anyone in the Carolina offense. Hell, even Miles Sanders, like... Maybe he'll get a bunch of touches that might not amount to anything. I, I'm really not sold on Bryce Young as a week one starter to see how this goes. Hayden Hurst would probably be my highest ranked of any of the Carolina players at this point. He's not even in the top 10 of tight ends for me in week one. I think he's number 12 or number 13 at the moment. Decent like punt play on DraftKings because that might be the available throw right now for him is just Bryce Young drops back. Hey, there's Hayden Hurst three feet in front of me. Let's toss it off to him. It kind of reeks of like an eight catch for 67 yards and you pray he scores a touchdown type of game. Although in full point PPR, I think even, hell, even standard leagues taking six points from Hayden Hurst, you'd probably take that. If you start him, you get like 14 from him in PPR with the chance of a touchdown. All of a sudden we're looking pretty good. That would probably be the best case scenario. Most likely case, like three for 12 or something like that. And that's it. So trying to steer clear of the Carolina offense if you are afforded that luxury at the moment. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands. So you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most, when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Terry McLaurin is a really interesting one. I only say that because he has turf toe. Tough to be a receiver pushing off your toe when you have turf toe. He's in doubt for week one. And I don't know if he's going to play. I don't know if he's going to play next week either. And that really sends shockwaves through the entire commander's offense. I mean, I like Carolina against the spread. We do the spread show. uh, That'll be out on Tuesday evening. You're going to see Arizona is one of my favorite plays against the commanders. Not saying Arizona is going to win that game. We don't even know who's playing quarterback for Arizona at this moment. But it's just a lot of points for the commanders who frankly aren't all that good. Everyone's like, oh, the defense is so good. Chase Young is so good. Yeah, Chase Young is so good that uh, Washington didn't pick up his fifth-year option. That's how good Chase Young is at the moment. Maybe this is a situation to motivate him and get back to that elite level, but after all these injuries, I don't know if he's the same guy or not. I think you can move the ball okay on Washington. I don't think that they have a dynamic offense. However, Jahan Dotson does move up to number 23 in the wide receiver rankings. Clearly, he and Sam Howell have some sort of connection. Dotson actually performed excellently in the second half of the season when Terry McLaurin was on the field. How is he going to fare as a number one without McLaurin to draw away some of that coverage and attention? We'll see. Probably pretty good. Hopefully the 23rd best receiver of the week. My rankings are going to be accurate. I have Diami Brown at number 70 in the heir to the chip fortune. Byron Pringle is on this team. Don't forget Byron Pringle. Although I did leave him unranked. He's like 79 or something like that. But these are the options after Terry McLaurin. So it gets pretty thin. Probably see a lot more Brian Robinson, maybe Antonio Gibson as a receiver. I have Gibson over Brian Robinson in the running back rankings at the moment. Some news with Juju Smith-Schuster. There's a report that his knee might explode at any time. A little splody. Uh, That doesn't sound great for Juju. He's number 45 in the wide receiver rankings this week because his knee has not yet exploded. That is the highest of all of the New England wide receivers at the moment. This is terrible news. I mean, feel bad for the guy, but I guess there's a reason why he keeps signing one-year deals. The Steelers didn't want to re-sign him. The Chiefs didn't make a big play. It seems kind of crazy that New England let Jacoby Myers go for essentially the same contract they gave Juju when Juju might not be able to stand up in five weeks. Fortunately, He's able to stand up right now. So maybe he can do some damage in week one in what appears to be potentially a catch-up situation against the Eagles manning the slot for the Patriots. I mean, Mac Jones loves the slot. He loved Jacoby Myers. Maybe he'll love Juju as well. Kind of like that Hayden Hurst type role. Although better because he's Juju Smith-Schuster and not crappy Hayden Hurst. You know, you're looking at like, you know, best case, like nine for 90, hopefully a touchdown, something like that. But the target share should be there over Devontae Parker and Kendrick Borden, Taekwon Thornton at the moment. So play Juju well you can, but don't be super surprised when you see him on the ground clutching his knee at some point this season. But good to go for week one, it appears. Traylon Burks is up next. He returned to practice last week, so his knee sprain should be behind him. Not officially in, but he should be good to go in week one, paired with DeAndre Hopkins in a Congo at tight end, who's a nice little DraftKings play this week. Again, play in the DraftKings Listeners League. Oh, and if you need a spot to store your fantasy 
league pool this year. I recommend leaguesafe.com. There's a little microphone icon at the top. And if you put in code Mayo, they'll add an extra $10 to your league. It's just really easy to do. You send out the link. People pay to the link. LeagueSafe stores your money. At the end of the year, you designate who you want that to go to. And boom, you don't have to handle in cash. You're not running around chasing people. Just send them the link. They can pay it from their phone through PayPal, credit card, whatever it might be. And you just collect your money super easy that way. I've just transitioned everything over to doing that. Uh, and it's just made my life so much easier. I have to chase around my degenerate friends to try to get like pennies from them. This just makes it a whole lot easier. LeagueSafe.com, code Mayo in the microphone icon at the top to get that extra $10. Mike Evans, who I like this year is dealing with a groin injury right now, which is not great news. He is expected to play, so he remains in the rankings inside the top 25. But he does have a chance of re-aggravation of this groin, and he's probably not going to get his deal done by week one, which means he's probably going to walk or be a potential uh, trade candidate midway through the season. But we do know that this Minnesota defense, while it should improve just inherently because they were so bad a year ago and bringing in Brian Flores is really going to help the Vikings defense in that way. You'd think that it's probably a catch-up situation with a lot of throwing Baker Godwin Evans, not a bad DraftKings stack. You bring it back with Justin Jefferson the other way, but it is a risk because you have that risk of re-injury, but Baker throws a really good deep ball. This we know. And Mike Evans is a big bodied target. He's always over a thousand yards. He's going to catch a bunch of touchdowns. This could be a great spot week one for Mike Evans, as long as the groin holds up. And right now it does look like it's holding up. So get your use out of Mike Evans while you can. Two weird injuries at tight end. George Kittle and Mark Andrews. Now, we know that the Kittle injury was sustained last month. It was an adductor strain in his leg. Uh, he still hasn't had a full team practice since mid-August. Now, will that change by Thursday and everything will be fine? Potentially so. So he remains in the rankings number five at tight end in week one. But there's a chance he doesn't play at the same time. There's a chance they don't have Bosa or Kittle against the Steelers in week one. That would not be great for the San Francisco 49ers, but just keep an eye on George Kittle, and if you do have Kittle, and you were just being like, yeah, I have Kittle. Why, why would I ever need another tight end? Start peering at the waiver wire for a potential backup plan if it comes down to it. However, this is something that we should know by Friday. And again, I'm going to do my full, after we get the full injury reports on Friday, either on Friday evening or Saturday morning, uh, I will do another readjustment of the rankings and do another show breaking down all of the injuries in depth so you can get a better sense of what to do on the weekend. Let me know in the comment section too, by the way, do you prefer that I expand more on this? like I'm doing right now and try to give you different scenarios and talk through what different avenues you might have available? Or would you want to see like a four minute video where I just list off the injuries? Because I do have a free newsletter where I just put these in text form and email it to you once the stuff breaks. I do that on Tuesdays. I do that on Friday night, Saturday mornings. Uh, Saturday, actually, no, I do it on Saturday afternoons after we have the full scope of everything. And then again on Sunday evenings for the snap shares and the injuries that happen. Subscribe to it down. It's completely free. It's down in the description right now. Substack uh, for the Mayo Media Network newsletter. I would highly recommend that you do it. And again, you can find all the giveaways. I'm always giving away cash in there. So, I mean, if that's an incentive to sign up, you should do it just like the rating and review Apple Spotify for the Pat Mayo experience. If you want your hands on that 500 bucks, a lot of dough. I'm not going to lie to you. It's coming out of my bank account into yours if you get drawn to be the winner. And the more of you do it, the more of my money goes into that so we can have two $500 winners, three $500 winners if you leave that rating and review on the Pat Mayo experience, audio, podcast, Apple podcast, 
or Spotify, five stars, make up. If you don't like the show, just make something up that you do like about the show. Because if I draw it out and it's a one-star review, here's the thing. You're not going to win, all right? Mark Andrews has an undisclosed injury as of this recording. We don't know what it is. He's probably going to play, I think. We don't even know what the injury is. So we'll see if he ends up practicing on Wednesday and then everything could be fine. And it was a nothing burger to begin with. But another thing like the Kittle thing to keep an eye on just in case something crazy happens. Joe Burrow, it's not a lock that he's playing as of yet, but he's probably going to be playing. Might be limited with his mobility, but his arm is still fine. It's just the calf that's a problem. So... I have him inside my top six at quarterback for week one. I'm playing Joe Burrow. Might make a really sneaky DraftKings play as well because some people will be like, yeah, well, I don't want to play Joe Burrow just in case. Now, you want to play Joe Burrow. That's a guy that you want to play. Probably pair him with Jamar Chase. There are very few times throughout the course of the season where you might get a low-owned stack of Chase and Burrow. Week one is kind of shaping up to be that way, although the Browns' defense is handled. Uh, at least handle the Bengals offensive line pretty handily the past two years. So maybe that's a real issue for Burrow when you have Miles Garrett coming at you. Um, so we'll see how that ends up going. But I think it's a nice low own leverage spot. But more on that on Friday. Brees Hall and Javante Williams both playing in week one with their knee injuries. We'll see the extent of reps that they get. But you could probably pencil each of them in for at least 10 touches, maybe more. If they're really feeling it and going with the flow and being productive and better than Pirine and Dalvin Cook in these situations. Now, I suppose it could go the other way. Cook and Pirine look awesome. They're like, hey, no need to play Hall and Javante Williams as much as we want to. And they end up with like a 30% snap share at running back. That's on the table as well. Uh, they're both, I have Javante above Brees Hall. I have Cook above Brees Hall, but I do have Williams above Pirine. Uh, only Williams is ranked inside the top 20 at running back. He is number 20. Dalvin Cook is number 27. Brees Hall is number 29. Again, all the rankings in the Chiefs sheets just down in the description right now. Zach Moss for the Colts is progressing with his forearm injury. He broke his forearm about four weeks ago right now. He has a chance to play in week one, although it is unlikely that he plays in week one. So he is not in the week one rankings as of right now. Now, if all of a sudden he's practicing on Friday, I will insert him in. But we're not going to pretend like he's out for the moment. He could return in week two, but he might miss week two as well. Deion Jackson is the highest ranked of the Colts Running backs at the moment, he is at number 34 in the rankings. And I have Evan Hall at number 47 in the rankings. You could swap those two if you want. I think that Deion Jackson is your better bet to start. Although we know it's going to be a rotation. Hell, James Robinson is meeting with the Colts right now to see if he can get onto the team as well. And Kenyon Drake is lurking around somewhere. Maybe he's on the Colts practice squad or he's like their third running back. We'll just see what happens with Zach Moss. But Deion Jackson is the only one that I would try to go to because if nothing else, if Richardson is going to check down and not just take off, it's probably going to be a check down to Deion Jackson. That's kind of what he does. So if you can pencil him for like 12 touches against this Jags D with the potential for more with most of those being catches, then all of a sudden you have a pretty decent floor for half point and full point PPR purposes from Deion Jackson. So that's the way that I'm leading. Kendry Miller looks like he's going to be okay for the Saints as well, but Jamal Williams is the guy that you want to play in the Saints backfield until Alvin Kamara is ready to suit up in week four coming off of his suspension. Arizona, don't know where they're playing at quarterback. I actually kind of like this. This is a great underdog move. If you're Arizona, you know you're terrible. Your win total is four and a half. And that's just in the off chance that Kyler Murray can come back this year, I think. Uh, although he was named team one of the six team captains. 
for week one so and for the rest of the season so maybe kyler is coming back at some point or maybe this is something just to make him happy so they can tank for caleb williams i don't know but they are not saying who is playing quarterback right now is it josh dobbs is it that other guy who knows what's going on right now but if you are a seven-point dog to Washington, one of the worst teams in football, and you're a touchdown underdog to them, you can't try anything you can. So confuse them. Don't tell them who you're playing at quarterback until you absolutely have to. I do like this trickery. Like This is when you're an underdog, you have to find any little advantage that you can, not naming a quarterback. Well, make them prepare for two. Don't put anything on tape for them. Make them have different options. Hey, there's an RPO guy. Hey, oh, hey, here, here's a guy who's just going to stand there and be a statue. Make them prepare both ways and just try to exhaust them. That's the only chance you got if you're Arizona at this point. Jackson Smith Njigba and his fractured wrist uh, is unlikely to play in week one. Still a chance, but very unlikely considering he fractured his wrist like 10 days ago. Uh, still more likely than not to sit week one. We'll see what happens in week two. Bumped up. Tyler Lockett and bumped up DK Metcalf just a smidge because they were already pretty high anyway. Uh, DK was inside the top 15, Lockett inside the top 30. Uh, so both playable uh, as starting receivers in week one. And Ken Walker seems like he's going to be good to go for week one listed as the starter on the Seahawks depth chart at the moment right now. Last one is Devin A-Chain. He returned to practice for the Dolphins with his shoulder injury. I wouldn't expect too much run from him in week one. As we know, Jeff Wilson was placed on injured reserve, so he's out for four games. Raheem Colonel Mostar is going to be the starting running back for the Miami Dolphins, but we know that he can't handle a big workload either. So we're going to get some Sullivan Ahmed in our life. We'll get some A-chain, probably two-minute drill if they're trailing, third downs in the receiving game, special teams. If he breaks a big one, he could be quite valuable. You just cannot bank on any volume from him. It's Mostert or nothing for me. As Dolphins running back this week, Mostert ranked number 22 in the running back rankings in full point PPR. Don't expect him to catch a bunch of passes, but he should have enough volume against the Chargers to be worthwhile as a low-end running back to high-end flex in your fantasy lineups in week one. Those are the injuries. Those are the rankings adjustments. Again, you can find all of the rankings down in the description right now. You click the link, boom, they pop up on the screen. It's an easy game. You want to build your own projections, go to runthesims.com, leaguesafe.com to store your money. The Listener's League available right now in the description, as is the free newsletter to get you sent this information. So you don't have to watch a 25-minute video. You can just read it in 30 seconds and take away whatever you want. Make your own rankings and you know, compare them to whatever. Anyway... The newsletter will have all of that bullet point information for you. Uh, Tuesday night, spread show. Wednesday night, the best bets. DraftKings picks on Friday with Toe, Tag, and Tambo. And then on Saturday, the update with everything. I might even do a live start sit Q&A if I can figure out my system here and it's not super glitchy on me anymore on Sunday morning to get you prepared for your week one fantasy matchup i'm excited football is back i hope you're excited football is back so smash the like sub to the channel and get in that audio podcast review giveaway apple pod hell if you do one on apple and you do one on spotify you get two ballots in the draw by the way so i recommend that you go do that all right thank you all for watching i'm pat mayo i'll see you next time experience experience